Hey, Top News listeners, this is Luke Garrett. And Megan Cloherty. We're the hosts of WTOP's daily local news podcast, The DMV Download. Don't worry, Top News from WTOP isn't going away, but we wanted to drop in and give you a taste of what we're producing, a podcast that goes deeper into the biggest stories of the day. If you like what you hear, head over to the DMV Download podcast and subscribe. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. From inside the WTOP newsroom, this is the DMV Download, brought to you by the men and women of Steamfitters Local 602. Get an estimate and learn more at steamfitters-602.org. Today, the story of how a Fairfax County Middle School counselor was still interacting with kids 19 months after police charged him with soliciting a minor for prostitution. An investigation by our colleague Scott Gelman found that Fairfax County Schools never knew he was arrested for this, in part because emails from police bounced back. They somehow got three email addresses that ended up not being correct, or actually, They ended up getting two email addresses that ended up not being correct, and the third email that was sent had a typo. And have you thought about going camping this fall? We talk about the great areas to pitch a tent, and Luke has some ideas if you're more of the glamping sort. Thanks for joining us. I'm Luke Garrett. And I'm Megan Cloherty. We've all had emails bounce back, not making it to their intended recipient. It happens. But when we're talking about the safety of children in schools, the line of communication between police and schools is supposed to be strong enough to withstand a missed email. In WTOP's investigation, we learned from Chesterfield County Police that its records department staff sent three emails back on November 20th, 2020, a day after Darren Thornton was caught in a sting for soliciting prostitution with a minor over the age of 16. All three of those emails bounced back, and 19 months later, when Thornton was caught in yet another prostitution sting. Police called the schools and Thornton was pulled off the job. Scott Gelman, who sent in the Freedom of Information request and got those emails from police, joins us now to tell us more about this story. Thanks for being here, Scott. Happy to be here. Love a little FOIA talk. <laughs> so As do I. So you broke this story that the emails never made it and just... They didn't just go unnoticed by the school system. They actually weren't like the addresses weren't written correctly to reach Scott Braybrand, who was the superintendent at the time. Um, let's go back to the beginning of the story. Darren Thornton, a Fairfax County middle school counselor, is arrested by Chesterfield County police. How did this all happen? Why was he arrested? Yeah, so he was arrested on November 19th, 2020, and he was arrested for soliciting prostitution involving a minor. And once that happened, that was November 19th, the arrest was made of 2020. The next day, Chesterfield County Police said that they tried to, as you said, reach former Superintendent Scott Braybrand on three separate occasions regarding email communication. And that before those emails were sent, someone from the Chesterfield County Police Department picked up the phone and called someone in Fairfax County to say, who do I need to notify about this person's arrest and how Mm -hmm. do I communicate with that person? Mm -hmm. And so we don't know who that person was in Fairfax County Public Schools that police spoke to, but we do know that the phone was picked up and that they somehow got three email addresses that ended up not being correct. Or actually, they ended up getting two email addresses that ended up not being correct, and the third email that was sent had a typo. Got it. I was going to say, because one of the emails was soupbraybrand at fcps.edu. And it's just, to me, I'm like, did someone take a note? And combine them like that's actually the closest one. So so the correct email address, as I understand it, is S-U-P-T, as in superintendent Braybrand. So of the attempts that were made, that is actually the closest email address to the correct version. I would think it would be like Scott Dot or something like that. So these emails were sent and that was it. After these three emails were sent, no more other 
Like notifications. Notifications or requests were kind of sent to Fairfax County. Did Chesterfield police do anything else after these emails? So what we know that police have told us is that there was no secondhand checking to see whether those emails had bounced back and were undeliverable and ended up in whoever sent them spam folder. Hmm. So that person didn't notice. And nothing happened until ultimately June of this year when uh, Darren Thornton, who was the counselor at Glasgow Middle School, was arrested a second time for a comparable crime that was not involving a minor this time. And this time, the Chesterfield Police Department said that instead of sending emails, even though they hadn't realized those emails were not reaching the right people in Fairfax County Public Schools, they, they picked up the phone and delivered the news by by phone and we don't know who they spoke to i did ask that question of police but they called someone in fairfax county public schools world to Mm -hmm. say that this counselor had been arrested a second time and ultimately that phone conversation resulted in what ultimately became this counselor darren thornton's termination from the school system Mm. we should say darren thornton 50 years old um he is now a registered sex offender um, and has been since 2021, lives in Mechanicsville, Virginia. So he was driving like an hour and a half to Lincolnia to Glasgow Middle School where he was a counselor. Both of these arrests were from a sting. The first one was like a online chat, right, where police basically said he was caught up in this sting. He thought he was talking to someone mm. who was a teenager. Right. And then police, it was actually undercover police and they got him. Right. And then a year plus later, right, Scott, June, he's arrested, you said, in a similar crime. But again, it's just important to note here, a minor was never involved. This Correct. Is, this is police both times. Right. Correct. And what's interesting to note or what's important to note here is that there was 19 months, I mean, almost two years where Thornton was still counseling middle school children. Yeah. Do we know anything about what was happening then? We don't. We don't. So what we do know is that... Uh, At some point over the summer, the Glasgow Middle School community received communication from the new superintendent, Michelle Reed, that this counselor had been fired and that this letter ultimately became public for the entire Fairfax County community Mm -hmm. uh, last week. This was last week that it became public and sent out to all families, basically informing them that this had happened and that the person involved had been fired and that there are investigations and other internal reviews underway to make sure that this doesn't ever happen again. Right. I mean, clearly some sort of system failed here between communications of police and the school. So did Dr. Reed talk to that at all? So she did. And she said that there was a a breakdown in procedure here and and she's reviewing background checks and other processes. She also said that there was going to be a review uh, of the way that folks get hired this year. Of course, it's important to note that teacher shortage, there was a lot of hiring being done and perhaps not enough to have a body in every single classroom in terms Mm of uh, actual teachers at those schools. And so every teacher, every classroom does have a teacher, but it may be someone who was serving as a principal or administrator. And so there was a lot of hiring done right mm. over this last span. And so I asked Dr. Reed, how do you regain the community's trust in this moment where it's clear that even though you were not here when this happened, there was a process or communication breakdown. And now yeah. you're hiring all of these new people. And you're basically going to explain that those processes were effective and safe and that everyone working in a school should ideally be working in a school. And so she basically explained that. We have confirmed um, with our human resources department that all new employees beginning this fall uh, that are beginning uh, as new employees this fall have full background and reference uh, checks completed and indeed have reviewed that all employees in the Fairfax County Public Schools, just again, a review that all have been appropriately background checked and reference checked. 
I don't think we've made the point yet, but I think it is. We're talking about Scott Brabrand. It's important to note that uh, in April, Michelle Reed was hired by the school board as the new superintendent. And so she walked into this situation, mm-hmm. right? She really didn't start the role until July 1st of this year. And so this is really a, a mess, if you will, that she had been handed from the conversation that we had. As you could tell how uh, disappointed, frustrated, and, and razzled she was walking into the situation and mm. uh, having to answer for something that happened when she wasn't physically here for it to happen. Right. Mm. But I mean, if we go by what we know now, fr- thanks to your FOIAs, that the emails never made it to Fairfax County Schools, you really can't put it on Bray Brand either. Correct. Correct. Um, I was also wondering how the heck, like, was this guy? Was he put in jail? I looked up the court documents and it said that um, he went through a trial. He pled not guilty for the first crime back in November of 2020. He was sentenced to five years, but all of that was suspended. So he never went to prison for this. Right. Um, and he was on indefinite supervision. But, I mean, that makes sense as to why it would take him reporting. You Obviously, you hope police would, would be able right. to communicate with schools. Right. Yeah. But he clearly didn't report to schools either Correct. that this happened. Correct. Yeah. And, Scott, obviously this is most concerning for you know parents who are sending their children to school, hopefully in a safe environment. What have we heard from parents? What has their reaction been? Yeah, so we know Monday was the first day of school for Fairfax County students, and Dr. Reed told us that there were additional counselors and support that were available at Glasgow Middle School for any students who had concerns about this. I want the parents to know that safety of our students is a top priority. I understand this news is clearly a breach of trust uh, with our community. And I want our community to know that we're taking the situation very seriously. But there are numerous parent groups who are calling for a a bit of a more aggressive approach, even beyond this independent review, right? So there are parent groups and organizations calling for things like really honing in on all background checks, not just folks who have already been hired, but Mm -hmm. make background checks an annual thing for everybody who works in a school, in a classroom, in the cafeteria, it doesn't matter. Um, So really parents are a bit outraged about how this happened, how this communication breakdown occurred. And we do know that Chesterfield police told us that since They've discovered that those emails were not delivered, which did come this week, they said. We know that they have been in conversation and in contact with the safety and security folks from Fairfax County. So it's good to know that those follow-up conversations are happening to ensure that that these things don't really ever happen again. Right. And that request from parents to make an annual background check makes sense because Thornton, you know, was hired in August of 2020. But then he had an offense right after. So even if he had an initial background check, it wouldn't necessarily catch like a future crime. Correct. Right. So that makes Correct. sense. And it's important to recognize in, in the time frame of which we're talking about, right? It's, it's a little bit easy, I think, to forget that, you know, now we're largely past the pandemic measures that we were all yeah. taking. But when you think about this time period, yeah. August, November of 2020, we're talking about peak pandemic, lockdown, virtual learning, closures. So this was all happening in the midst of that. And so you wonder what the communication was like. I mean, maybe there was someone who answered the phone in central office in Fairfax County and there was no one else in the office. I mean, they're just, you know, we could sit here guessing as much as much and as long as we want. But it's important to recognize that that time frame is a lot of folks were still working from home and things were uh, much different than they are right now, of course. But to Luke's point, I mean, if it was automatic that every like the beginning of every school year, you run background checks. Would have been caught. Right. It would have been caught. I mean, because at the beginning, what was it? It was March 11th, 2022, that he was convicted. So even come the next school year, it would have shown up. Correct. Right. And the only reason they caught him this time is because he had a second offense. You know, and they had this aha moment. Oh, whoa. We arrested this guy for soliciting child 
prostitution, and this thing happened again. He's still working in this school. Is that right? So that's exactly how it happened. And so after the second arrest, there were, as far as we were told by Chesterfield police, no email sent this time, right? So right. basically what happened is the officer involved picked up the phone, recognizing the name and recognizing that was still a counselor at Glasgow Middle School and basically picked up the phone to make sure that there was no communications breakdown and, to, for him. and to make sure that this is actually something that was brought to the attention of the people it needed to be brought to the attention of rather right. than sending an email that may or may not have been delivered. Well, there's a lot to this story, and meanwhile, kids are coming back to school in Fairfax County and across the region when student safety is really top of mind for Virginia parents. Scott, thank you so much for bringing us this story. Yeah, thank you both as always. Glad to see you both back. And after the break, Luke is a camper, and he's going to give us some ideas for some great fall camping spots and how you may already have a camper van and not even know it. Backed by the experience of its hardworking members, Steamfitters Local 602 is ready to take on your next commercial heating, cooling, HVAC, or refrigeration project. Steamfitters Local 602 adds value to our community through its partnerships with local contractors and building owners, all while keeping the focus on improving the lives of its members and their families throughout the DMV. For work that's on time and on budget, go to steamfitters-602.org to schedule your next project. That's steamfitters-602.org. Steamfitters Local 602 changing lives. Thanks for listening to the DMV Download. If you like this show, give us five stars and leave us a review on Apple Podcast. We love hearing from you guys and your reviews really do help other listeners find this, our area's only in-depth daily local news podcast. And thank you for making us a part of your day. And before we go, we're going to talk about camping and how it's awesome. And this fall, it's a perfect time to do it. Can I just say, I am not a camper. Anyone who knows that would start laughing right now because I'm really not a camper. <laughs> really not. Um, not because I'm not interested, just because I really haven't done it. I've done it like twice in Girl Scouts and yeah, yeah. under 12 years old. But I want to hear what you, the camper, have to say about this because I'm interested in a fall camping retreat. Totally. Well, you know, camping is one of those things, if you do it right, it can be incredibly like pleasurable and comfortable and also allows you to like engage with nature and be really intimate with nature so it's like totally doable to do it in a really comfortable way i think a lot of people have an idea of camping oh it's going to be like crazy and gristly and tough and it can be like that if you want it to be that way bugs but it can also exactly but it can also be quite comfortable while also immersing in nature okay um and so here in this area you can do that in a lot of places i'm going to assateague it's right, you know, it's that island that's right off the coast yeah. in Delmarva Peninsula. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. There are horses, obviously. But you can camp there. And then also, I'm going to surf, but we'll talk about camping. Wait, camp today. on the beach there? Yeah, there's campsites just along the ah. coast. So you can, you know, camp, cool. bring your surfboard and surf. But you said that was booking up. It was. Yeah, it's super booking up. Same with Shenandoah National Park, um, which is, you know, in Virginia. And it's kind of a drive away, but right along the Appalachian Mountain Range. <laughs> Um, and it's crazy because during the pandemic, people got so into camping because they were so cooped up. Mm-hmm. And this is an outdoor activity that you could do with multiple people. And so there's a shortage of national park camping sites. I mean, like it, to the point where I had to book my Assateague site, I think six months out. And still Whoa. I barely got it. Like I like they were all full and I had to check in every day to like just wait for someone to cancel the reservation. And this so, is just to pitch a tent. This is just to pitch a tent for 30 bucks. What? Yeah, yeah. So okay. there's this thing called Hip Camp, which is basically an Airbnb of camping sites where private landowners or people who just have a property will just set aside some part of their land and you can camp on there if you'd like. Huh. So that's kind of a cool little option if uh, 
if you want it. Not not being paid by HipCamp, by the way. That's just no, um, but that gives you an option in case like you want to go to the Shenandoah, but there isn't a technical spot for you. Right, and there's like a HipCamp that's maybe Nearby a or, mile yeah. away from where you want to be camping, yeah. and you can hike from there. I will say the Shenandoah. I've looked this up before. They also offer little cabins and stuff you can rent. Although yes. it sounds like if the tent spots are booking up, perhaps the cabin spots are booked. <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> And for an alternative option, if you don't want to pitch a tent, you can also make your car into a little camper van. Now, you might be thinking, what? That's impossible. <laughs> and it, honestly, depending on your car, it might be impossible. But there are a ton <laughs> of cars where you can just Google, type in your car model, and then type in the letters DIY space camper. And I swear, there's going to be like five YouTube videos, a Reddit account, and maybe some other blog post dedicated to basically telling you how you can... MacGyver your car into a camper van and basically fit a bed into the back side of it and you know make a little camper van for yourself. I, I looked up for my little Corolla. There's even one for my little old dinky Corolla that I mean it's not going to be luxurious no, by any no, stretch no, of no. the imagination. But you can do it. Yeah. If you're a little scared, you want a little more protection, you know, from the outdoor elements, and you know, sleeping in your car that's converted into a camper can be a really nice way to make it a little bit more accessible. If you don't have a tent, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. So you have to buy all of this stuff. Correct. Correct. Cool. So, yeah, check it out. I think it'll be, I mean, fall's a perfect time because you don't want to be too hot. That's true. That's it's true. It's going to be a good time for it. And, and everyone's starting to think about the fall already. Yeah. And in this area, we don't have the Rockies. You know, we don't have um, some of the huge structures, natural structures of the West Coast. But we do have some of the best fall colors foliage, and yeah. foliage so that it's a, it's a really nice time to go cool. well there you go our resident camper has weighed in and that'll <laughs> do it for us today on the dmv download we are sponsored by steam fitters local 602 our managing editor is craig schwab and our music is by real world give us a review and rate our show if you get the chance and hit that subscribe button while you're at it you can follow us on social media where we're posting content every day you can find out more about this podcast and become one of our vip listeners at dmvdownload.com the dmv download is a product of wtop news listen on 103.5 fm in dc 107.7 fm in virginia 103.9 fm in frederick online at wtop.com and on the wtop news app have a good night guys Thank you.